The following pre-recorded program is paid for by Channel Mom Media. The show made for moms and families. It's Channel Mom. My name is Jenny, and I'm a mom, but I once lived a more glamorous life as a TV reporter. I was on the nightly news interviewing pop stars and politicians. So when I left TV to become a full-time mother, I quickly found out what we moms are up against. Our world glorifies the rich and famous. For what? I say, let's honor the moms who are raising this world's next generation. It's Channel Mom Radio with Jenny Dean Schmidt. We're here for you. Oh, yes, we are on this week weekend almost before Christmas. Uh, I want to welcome all the moms, dads, and kids listening today. I am Jenny, and this is Channel Mom, the channel made for moms, because moms really are a big deal. And this is a big day. For starters, we're going to announce the finalists in our tire giveaway. Secondly, we're going to talk about a huge topic on the hearts and minds of a lot of women these days. You know there has been an outcry about how men treat women in just about every single environment, from the Me Too movement to sex trafficking, just so much heartache out there because of this issue. So today we're going to tackle the topic by talking to the author of Raising Boys Who Respect Girls. I'm so excited for him to share this information with you and just help moms of boys and moms of girls. There's stuff for everybody in this show today. So uh, stick around. Stay tuned for all of that right after 60 seconds from our amazing sponsors. Center in Littleton is here for you. Whether you or someone you know needs help with groceries, GED prep, finding community, or figuring out what faith in Jesus really means, the Life Center wants to help. Located just south of downtown Littleton, we exist to offer our community practical help and lasting hope. Find out more at lifecenterlittleton.org. Moms are a big deal, but sometimes the world forgets. That's why Channel Mom Media and Outreach is here. We exist to love, coach, and encourage every mom, whether she's struggling with parenting, single motherhood, homelessness, or locked in prison. On the radio and social media, Channel Mom works to remind each mom of her importance and give her the latest and best advice. We also reach out to moms with our hands and feet, helping homeless and incarcerated moms, as well as moms in the country and mothers in the city. You can join our work by praying for us, volunteering, or give it at channelmom.com. It's Channel Mom Radio with Jenny Dean Schmidt. We're here for you. Hey, welcome back to Channel Mom. So much to cover today. I get so excited about Christmas, and then I get really sad about how we get too stressed out and spend too much and overschedule. And I think to myself, if we really believe in Jesus and if we really want to honor him and love other people for him we need to throw all that other stuff out and just figure out a way to love people I was at a stoplight today and saw a precious woman sitting there asking for money and I wasn't close enough I was way down the line to give it to her but sometimes I do and I could tell that she was somebody who used meth and I started praying for her and I thought 
this is what we're supposed to be doing in this season is getting out of our cars and loving people like that and not just going shopping and spending and figuring out ways to make ourselves happy, uh, but to make others happy, right? We just can't forget that stuff as moms and we can't forget to pass that lesson on to our kids. Okay, so I have some business to take care of, but that's my little Christmas message. I hope it's not too much of a downer. I'm just saying enjoy Christmas in all the right ways. That's what I'm saying. Merry Christmas to everybody, by the way. Uh, I do want to welcome all of our listeners from 94.7 right here in Denver, uh, also in Little Rock and in uh, Southeast Alabama and Kansas and the Inland Empire of California. So glad to have you all on board. I hope uh, we can bless you today with this show. Okay, so first things first, I'm going to tell uh, my producer, Richard, to get the drum roll ready. We have three finalists to announce in our Channel Mom Tire Mom giveaway. <laughs> Okay, that was kind of long, but that's good. <laughs> they are. Are you ready? And we're going to put this uh, on social media as well. And you can find all of that at Channel Mom wherever you look. Our three finalists are wonderful moms who work so hard. Amy Cronk, Shelly Tadla, and Nicole Seeger. Oh, my gosh, I just want to cry. I hope one of these moms needs these tires so badly that it's going to be one of the best Christmas presents she's ever received. So congratulations to these finalists in our Channel Mom Tire Mom giveaway, uh, courtesy of Diana Hubner, she's going to be uh, funding those tires. So we will let you know who the winner is next week. Okay, so let's get started on our topic for today. Doesn't every single mom want her boy to respect and to be kind to girls and one day to respect and be kind to their wives, right? Doesn't every mom of daughters want their girls to be treated well by boys and then one day by her husband, right? We live in a world where men's treatment of women is in the spotlight, in fact, there's a movie coming out today that's all about this. It's called Bombshell. It's all about the sexual harassment scandal that took down the head of Fox News. And uh, it was led by news anchor Gretchen Carlson. I uh, lined up a little clip for you. Women are everywhere. We're letting them play golf and tennis now. HR's on the phone because you called me a skirt. Yeah, it's, yeah. i got to read that manual again. <laughs> the attitude off camera was even worse. You're a man-hater. Learn to get along with the boys. You're sexy, but you're too much work. I have a whole list. Will other women come forward? And other women did come forward for that huge scandal that surrounded Fox News at the time. And uh, Gretchen Carlson, who sort of led the pack at that point, uh, has been on the show a number of times. And she and I have discussed. We can't discuss that because she's uh, signed uh, non-disclosure, right? That's what I think it's called. She's signed an agreement that she can't talk about it. But she's also in the book I've just written. So I'll let you know when that's published. <laughs> Let's get to our guest. Enough of all this other stuff. Uh, his name is Dave Willis. He's actually been on the show before. He's the author of The Seven Laws of Love. His brand new book is called Raising Boys Who Respect Girls, Upending Locker Room Mentality, Blind Spots, and Unintended Sexism. Dave, welcome to the show. Hey, thanks, Jenny. It's great to be back. Thank you so much. Okay, so uh, you say this, and then this is where I kind of want to make sure everybody understands this isn't just for parents of boys. You say, um, if you're a mother of boys, I hope I can peel back the curtain and help you understand the thought process of your sons. But then you move on to say, if you're a mother of girls, this book is for you as well. And tell me why. Why does this cover everybody? 
Yeah, I, I think it covers everybody because we've all, all of us who are raising kids, one of the most important and sacred and difficult responsibilities we've got, especially in the crazy and confused world we're living in, is helping our kids understand what healthy relationships are supposed to look like and helping them understand what godly manhood and godly womanhood are supposed to look like in a world where just those concepts of manhood and womanhood are constantly kind of under attack or trying to be redefined. And so we've got to, we've got to get back to the, the truth, the, the basics about what God says about these things, and then learn how to live that out and teach it to our kids in these really complicated times they're growing up in. Yeah, and I want to issue a couple of disclaimers. First of all, we're not going to bash men today, and we're not going to say no. all men are pigs, and we're not going to vilify men, so I, I'm glad for that. That's not what this is about. We're just talking about how to raise our boys to respect women in a different way. Um, and, and the problem at hand, frankly, there is a problem. I've never been sort of a big women's liver because I don't want to create that divide between men and women, and I don't want to live as a victim. However, this is an issue that needs to be addressed, and you have a lovely wife, and I think part of what you're fighting for is her. And so I appreciate that. I also want to issue the warning that there is a little bit of graphic content, so if you have a child listening, you may not want to have the child listening if uh, they're young, but uh, because he covers everything and what's gone wrong in our world today. So I'm just going to let you loose for a little while, Pastor Dave, to describe the problem and all of the manifestations of the problem when boys don't respect girls. Because I've seen it. And frankly, if I'm really honest, I think in some ways I've failed to teach my son this lesson well enough. He's 21 now, and sometimes I see manifestations of behaviors, and I think, ah, hold on a second. Did I not raise you to do this better? You know. So talk about the problem and how it has manifested in things like pornography and, and sex trafficking and, and the acceptance of lust on our screens, all of it. Can you just kind of lay out the problem and even you know, shoot out a few statistics if you like? Yeah, absolutely. I mean, we're we're growing we're living in a time and our kids are growing up in a time where because of technology everything's happened on a more amplified pace. So there's always been lust, there's always been sexual sin. Um, none of those things are new, but the, the access that kids have from a very early age to such toxic messages about issues like like sex uh, through pornography and through other channels is really just setting them on a, on a trajectory for a crash course that is going to cause a whole lot of damage. And so I do talk a lot about porn in the book because I feel like it's one of these issues that is completely sabotaging the next generation. It's even sabotaging the current generation. My wife, Ashley, and I do marriage ministry um, through a ministry called Marriage Today, and we love the work that we do. And we're seeing that pornography, even in Christian marriages, is maybe the number one issue that is, that's ripping marriages apart. You know, according to Barna, more than 60%, that's, that's three out of five, more than three out of five men who claim to be Christian look at pornography at least once a month. Wow. So this isn't just an issue that's out, you know, in the unchurched world. This is, when you look out, you know, at a congregation on a Sunday morning, the majority of those men, if the stats are true, have a current, not a past issue with porn like I've had, and I talk about openly in the book, but a current struggle with pornography. And so because we're not being honest about just how however present and how kind of silently accepted it is, um, even even within the church, then I think our, our, our sons and in some ways even our daughters are growing up to thinking, well, this must just be a form of entertainment. This must just be a way that I can, you know, I can learn new things about, you know, the way that, that relationships or the way that sex is supposed to look. Yeah, I'm going to interject. I want to interject just one thing. You're very open in this book. You're very honest with your past sexual issues, the fact that you were sort of addicted to pornography. You're a pastor and you're admitting all this secondly you're very open to the mama who is 
not following Jesus, who doesn't have faith. So I want any mom, because we, we definitely have less listeners who aren't on that path at this point. So I want everybody to know that you're gonna, you've got lessons for everybody today, and I so appreciate that. So, so continue on with st- the statistics. I, it, one statistic that shocked me is something like 96% of our youth think there's nothing wrong with viewing porn. Is that right? Something like that. Yes, yeah, it is staggeringly high, even within the church. And again, I think it's because it's been this issue that we've been afraid to talk about. Yeah. And so, you know, part of why I wanted to write the book in the first place was it, it was just birthed out of me wanting to get this message right for my own four sons. And then from there, I thought, well, I think this this is a message that, that you know, all, all of us who are raising, raising boys need to... Um, need to have, and so it became a book, uh, not just a message for our sons, but a message for everybody's sons. Um, but yes, I, I think that we've got to get back to the the truth of, of that, to let kids know what God's plan for sex is, to redeem it. I think that there's this myth now, even in the church, that somehow Satan owns sex, that he it's his now, and so we just don't talk about it. But Satan doesn't own anything. He only perverts and sabotages that which has been created. And sex is a beautiful gift created by God for the covenant of marriage, for a lifelong, committed, monogamous relationship between a husband and a wife. Any use outside that is dangerous. Like my wife teaches our boys, she, you know, she's great with word pictures. She says sex is like fire in a fireplace. If, as long as the fire stays in the fireplace, it gives light and warmth to the home. But if you take it out of the fireplace and throw it around the house, people get burned and people get hurt. And she said the fireplace is like marriage and the fire itself is sex. As long as it remains within that covenant of marriage, it is a gift. It is a gift that should be celebrated. But outside of that, it can cause so much destruction. And we're living in the aftermath of a society that's just removed all boundaries um, from issues related to, to sex. Right. And we're living in the, everybody's getting burned as a result. And so the, the message of the book is really just pointing back to the timeless truth of what God says about these issues. And then through the lens of all of the complicated issues that our kids are growing up in, how do we help them help them walk that timeless path God has for, for these issues? Yeah, m- make your pitch because about why these things are destructive. Because this morning, I made my daughter remove a sweater, which I thought was sort of see-through, um, and you could see you know, her lingerie underneath it. And I said, you're not wearing that. And so we had a big, long discussion about it. But part of the reason I said it was because of your book. And I thought, she doesn't even know the message that she's sending. So there's me being an imperfect mom letting, you know, I, I think I've let her wear that sweater before, but today I realized what it was. And also, I will say and confess, my son came home from a home when he was eight years old, and it happened to be the home of a police officer, and he was hanging out with his son. And he confessed to us that that boy showed him some pornography online. He, and, and there was another time we went to some friend's house and he came upstairs and he, he was disturbed by it, thankfully. But, but, but make, I think some people think we're just churchy, judgmental, out of touch people and this stuff enhances your sex life and there's nothing wrong with it. Can you just make a couple of minute pitch about why or how you've discovered and how you've proven and how the research shows that things like pornography and um, pr- promiscuous sex and all that really do later hurt marriage relationships and families? Oh yeah, there is a just an, an an amazing, amazing amount of evidence that the society at large wants to avoid, and it's because pornography makes so much money. But the porn industry makes more than every major TV network combined. Wow! And at any given time, there are more people watching porn than are watching Netflix, cable, Disney Plus, all of those things combined. And yeah. these are statistics that aren't talked about a lot, but you can you know look these up for yourselves. It is just staggering the amount of pornography that's being consumed in our culture, and what that does. And again, there's 
there's not only like biblical research I can point to. I mean, I can tell you that Jesus said to look with lust at a woman is to commit adultery in your heart. And there's all kinds of scriptures that we know to be true. But even out in the secular world, people that, that don't believe in the, the, the truth of scripture, you know, I can point to neurological research that is showing that a pornography addiction actually carves out pathways in the brain that are that mimic what a heroin addiction does. There's a there's a secular website called Fight the New Drug, which is all um, pornography-based statistics to help people break free from it, because even on a secular level, people are realizing that this is sabotaging our hearts, our homes, our minds, our relationships, um, and it's it's putting people on a, on a trajectory that is just ruining marriages and ruining relationships because porn really is an enemy of love and it's it doesn't wire you up to be satisfied by a monogamous relationship but really it sabotages you and it sets you on a path to look at sex itself as just a commodity and to look at other human beings as objects to be used instead of souls to be cherished and it cheapens everything that God made to be sacred. Yeah. And so I, I talk, so it's it's not just a book about porn, but I do talk so much about it and so openly about it because I feel like there is this huge disconnect between the, the size of the problem and how little is being said about the problem in our homes and in our churches, and we, we've got to change that conversation. Yeah, amen. Thank you for speaking in sound bites because we have a lot to cover today. So, so we only got about seven minutes left. This show goes very quickly. So I want to make sure people get some solutions because I we are living in the age of hashtag me too, and and all of these other issues and sex trafficking. And it's hor- it's horrific, honestly, what's going on with women and the way in which men have been allowed to objectify women. Uh, not all men. But you want to stop that in your four sons. You have four sons. So the last chapter in your book is teaching your son the right lessons. So I just want to give you these last, you know, six or seven minutes to tell a mom who's listening today, to tell a dad who's listening today, how to dr- address this directly with their son and how to redirect them or initially direct them to respect girls and not objectify them. Yeah, I, I think it starts really young. I think when I was growing up, you know, we, we thought about the, the sex talk as just this, like, one talk that lasted about two minutes, and both the child and the parent were, like, red and sweating yeah. and nervous the whole time, and just trying to get through the nuts and bolts of it as quickly as we could so we could never talk about it again. And then we can check that off our list, like, okay, I did my parenting part, and we can move on. That's right. And I, I feel like we've got to look at it from a completely different approach, that we need to weave in um, the, the conversation that begins from a very young age all the way through, you know, adulthood with our kids, that as we're parenting and as we're mentoring them and as we're championing all of the good that they're doing, um, we weave into that conversation consistently God's plan for, uh, you know, what does it mean to be a man of God? What does it mean to be a woman of God? You know, what does it mean to have healthy relationships? What does it mean to have a healthy outlook of sex in a world that's gotten that so wrong, and then to ask a lot of questions, you know, to ask them, you know, what what are kids at your school saying about these things? What are, you know, what are you, you know, thinking about right now or, or feeling or struggling with right now? And letting them know, I want to be the safest place on earth for you to have conversations that might feel awkward, to ask questions that might feel uncomfortable. I don't want you to ask Google first. I definitely don't want you to ask some kid on the bus or in the locker room first. I want you to know you can always come to me and and we'll work through it together. I want to be the safest place on earth. And so as we just kind of foster that kind of trust and intimacy and connection with our kids, I think it's going to be so much easier and more natural for us to have these conversations, not only about sex and relationships, but about everything. 
Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, so can you give me a specific example? So if so, if, uh, like for me, is it, by the way, is it too late if my son's 21 and I feel like sometimes he talks about girls in a way that isn't respectful enough? Like how, what's a practical way that we can help our son to understand the value of a woman and the value of a girl and that it's equal? That, that yes, there's differences and there are differences in strength and there are differences in a number of other ways. And sometimes, you know, boys are more likely to be leaders and things like that. But, but not always. So, so how do we address this specifically with our boys? No, I think that's I think that's so good. I think that you, there's never an age limit where we age out of being able to have these conversations because, you know, our relationship with our kids, yes, it's going to change, obviously, as they go from, you know, toddlerhood to childhood to adolescence to adulthood and so forth, but that we we're always going to have influence and we're always going to have, you know, a responsibility to use that influence well, even though it changes how it looks through each season to be able to, to talk to them. And I think that it can start from an early age, um, even before, the, you know, sex is anywhere on their radar. But, to, you know, when you're telling them stories about Jesus, telling them stories from the Bible, to, to look at, at how Jesus so specifically and so counterculturally elevated and respected women yeah. in a time when women got, like, no respect. Jesus comes on the scene and in, in almost shocking ways to the culture around him is including women and respecting women and, and communicating with women and healing women and telling parables and stories where he's intentionally using, you know, female heroes and, and uh, you know, lead characters and a lot of the, the parables that he tells, things like that that seem so insignificant to us in the 21st century West, but in first century Palestine, like, this would have been almost scandalous, the way that, that he um, elevated women. And so I think that even as we're talking about our faith, and even as we're talking about, you know, what the, the examples that Jesus sets for us, to from an early age be be able to just kind of shine the light back on that, that this isn't some new idea. This is something that Jesus himself took very, very seriously, and all through the Gospels, um, it's it's in a lot of ways, it's a, a story of Jesus' ministry, but it's a story of 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 him elevating women in a way that's countercultural, and to kind of focus on some of that and talk about what that looks like in the 21st century, as we respect each other in a world, uh, to talk to our sons about how the world is kind of training you to, to objectify women, which means to just look at them as objects. And all around you, there's all this visual temptation and advertisements, and everywhere you look, there's some kind of visual temptation that's giving you the subtle message that, that a woman is an object for you to, to view and enjoy and, and use at your disposal. But that is not that is not who God created his daughters to be. God created them sacred and equal to men in every way. Yes, distinct, beautifully distinct in so many ways, and we need to celebrate those beautiful distinctions. But we can't ever lose sight of that, that sacredness. And we've got to come back to you know, what Paul wrote to his protege, uh, Timothy, in the New Testament. He said, and as you relate to young women, you know, to treat them with the purity you would with your own sister. And don't let there be even a hint of sexual immorality among you or among God's people. And I think that's part of what should set us apart as Christians. Yeah. That they should look look at us as the outside world and say, "Man, those are people." I don't agree with everything they believe, but those are people who have such healthy relationships and such respect for each other. And 
I, I want that. I want to learn more about their faith because I'm so compelled by the way they treat each other and respect each yeah, other. Yeah, and, and how they treat women. And, and frankly, Scripture made women uh, uh, among the first to uh, realize that Jesus had risen. <laughs> and, and they left it that way. And, and back in the day, to have women be the witnesses of that was probably scandalous as well. So th- there's respect for women all throughout Scripture, and I love it. Um, so thank you. And an amen, a big fat amen to everything you've just said. I, I do. I, I love it. I kind of want, Dave, I'm just going to work out this little business right here on air. I kind of want to do an interview with you on YouTube TV. Uh, we have a channel and uh, a lot of followers there because I think that this would be, I mean, just with the word sex in the title, you know, you're going to get a ton of people to watch that. But but people who really need it, people maybe who are uh, have issues with porn. So so you and I should arrange that, that we can do an I interview on YouTube live. So tell people how they find you and the book. Absolutely. So the book is called Raising Boys Who Respect Girls, and you can get it on Amazon or uh, really anywhere that, uh, that, that books are sold. Um, you can find me, Dave Willis, my wife, Ashley Willis, on social media or on our podcast, which is called The Naked Marriage Podcast. And would love to connect with you online. If you read the book, have questions, feel free to look me up and send me a message, and I'll do my best to, to respond and, and give you a, a personalized response to whatever your, your question might be. Yeah, amen. It's Raising Boys Who Respect Girls by author Dave Willis, who's also a pastor, but he's got his own stuff going on now with Marriage Today as a TV host. So thanks so much for being on Channel Mom, and Merry Christmas to you and yours, Dave. Merry Christmas, and thank you for everything you're doing. You're, you're, a, you're a gift to the kingdom, to the body of Christ. Thanks for having me on. Oh, thanks for saying that. I'm all, you're going to make me cry. <laughs> when people thank me, I cry. So thank you so much. Uh, <laughs> thanks for being on Channel Mom. Okay, so let's move on. We've only got about a minute left. I just want to remind everybody to uh, slow down. Enjoy being a mama this time of year. Don't uh, buy into the pressure. Just sit in front of the tree and remember the meaning of it and pass that meaning on to your kiddos. You know, you could be a help to us. I'm sure you are getting a ton of requests at the end of the year to help people in ministry. I totally get it. There are a ton of worthy ministries out there. But if you feel led to help us stay on the air, if we're important to you and you want us to stay on the air in 2020, or if you want to help us minister to moms in prison and we're starting that on January 22nd, and I'm going to be one of the instructors where we're going to go in and try to stop that legacy of children who feel abandoned and reconnect these mamas with their babies and reconnect them with health and wholeness and healing through Christ. Uh, you could support us. You could support what we do for homeless moms as they're transitioning. All kinds of mamas, wherever we can find them, we're loving on moms because they're so important in raising that next generation. So uh, go help us out at channelmom.com. But in the meantime, thank you, mom. If you have not been thanked today, Dave just thanked me. Thank you for all All you do, all you sacrifice to raise your babies well. I sure hope you have a beautiful and blessed and fantastic Merry Christmas. If you enjoy what you hear on Channel Mom Radio, and if you believe the media should be doing more to support moms and encourage families, then why don't you come alongside the efforts of Channel Mom? We'd like to offer you our partner package today. We'll send you a Channel Mom's Best Tips for Moms, as well as a beautiful bling t-shirt when you sign up to be a partnering monthly donor at ChannelMom.com. We live in a world that demeans the importance of moms and belittles the value of family. Research shows the family is breaking down in America, but Channel Mom aims 
wants to stop the family breakdown, starting with the moms. We depend on our donors to help us, to put this show on the air, and to do outreach for mothers on the ground, supporting them in their parenting, marriages, addiction issues, and more. So become a Channel Mom Partner today and be a part of the change you want to see for mothers and families. Just go to ChannelMom.com and click on Give to CM, and you'll see our donate button there. From the moms at Channel Mom, thank you. And may God bless each mom in her family. 